0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighsports.com. You can listen 98.1 FM 1075. HD3. You can also reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to RMFP.com. May Sometimes there are holidays that, you know, we celebrate because, you know, Christmas. We understand why Christmas is Christmas. We understand why Memorial Day is Memorial Day. We understand why New Year's Day is New Year's Day. Valentine's Day, that's a hallmark holiday. Somebody made it up to make a lot of money. Where does Flag Day qualify? I have no idea. But you know what we did in the Denver media? We have started our own holiday. Today is Irv Brown Day, and it should be Irv Brown Day. Irv Brown would have been 86 years old today, and like Kevin Bacon, there was certainly six degrees of separation with him. Uh, from my own personal standpoint, the reason why I'm at Mile High Sports Radio and I've been here for the last 11 years is because of Irv Brown. Irv was not working here at the time, but when I was offered the opportunity to work at Mile High Sports Radio, the first phone call I made was, was to Irv Brown, and honestly, a guy that I did not know very well. But I got his number, and I gave him a call. And I knew Irv because he did a radio show with a guy by the name of Joe Williams, the Irv and Joe Show. And with that, Joe, how are you, my friend?
1: Hey, I'm doing uh, fine, guys. Nice to uh, nice talking to you. And just think about that, having a, a day named in your honor. And uh, nobody deserves it more than Irv, I can tell you that.
0: Well, it's funny. When I did the show with Les, we did the show together for about five years. And when you do a show with somebody that long, they essentially become your work spouse as much as anything else. You spend so much time talking to them and being with them. What was Irv like as your work spouse?
1: Well, you're right about that because, you know, you you really, for many of the uh, 38 years that we worked together, we had most of the four hour shows. <laughs> and, you know, that's you spend more time with each other than you do with your wife and uh, with your family. And as a result, you know, you've learned just about everything there is to know about the other person. And, uh, you know, that can go two ways uh, you can get a kick out of it, or else uh, you can uh, build up resentment for the other one in, in a big hurry. And for me, it was the, it was the break of my second life. I was a salesman in my first life. I, uh, worked with, uh, I were, I sold houses for Wood Brothers Homes and I didn't run into Irv until I was about 30, 33 years old. And, um, you know, a couple of years after that, I ended up hooking up with Irv and, uh, it, it was, uh, provided me with, uh, uh, a great life. You know who doesn't love talking about sports? We all do. The trick is to get paid for it, and uh, you know, Irv got me involved in that and paved the way for me to uh, be able to, uh, you know, uh, feed my family and send my kids through college, and uh, and plus have a great time and making dozens of friends, you guys included, and uh, hopefully not too many enemies. And we just had a great time and. Irv is, uh, he was somebody that, you know, he was just, uh, uh, I think that he was more responsible. I I would say he had more influence, I should say, on um, people, students, uh, in the sporting world in the state of Colorado than anybody else I've ever known or could think of. He knew, and everybody knew him. You could go to Pueblo. And uh, you could go to sporting events down there—football games, basketball games, baseball games. Uh, Trinidad, Grand Junction—they all knew him. Uh, it was incredibly, I, and uh, the 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 longer that I stayed with him, the more I found that out. And how does the, how do you get to be a person of such influence? It's you have to be a remarkable human being, and that's what Irv was. And he had that. He just had, he cared about his students, he cared about his players, not just the ones who played for him and not just the stars, but uh, the effect he had on uh, just everyday students in his history classes, in his study halls, and, uh, you know, we called him a teacher, but we used that word loosely uh, as an educator, you know, and his wife, who was a principal and a saint, I might add, Pat, Mm -hmm. and uh, we used to joke about that, that, you know, he was probably more of a teacher than an educator, you know, teaching the rules of life, yep. you know, winning mm-hmm. in life. And he just, his his influence was far and wide. Everywhere I would go, even when I was not with Irv, like I could go to Laramie or something, do a football game, there or basketball, they'd always say, how's Irv? Mm-hmm. And they all knew him. And uh, just uh, his influence and, uh, you know, his how much people seemed to care about him and whatever impact he had on their life seemed to stick with everybody for a long time.
2: Now, of course, the Irving Joe show, I mean, it defined uh, sports talk in this town for, for generations, and uh, you mentioned him being kind of a teacher. Kind of, How did he help you uh, get up to speed and become the broadcaster that you have been for so long?
1: Well, that would depend on your point of view. Whether that's... <laughs> Irv told me when we started, you know, somebody like me could never, would in today's world, I would never be hired by any radio station. Uh, it was the right time and place. I started out with them uh, selling time over KWBZ mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, sporadically filling in on the on the uh, radio while I l- learned the ropes, so to speak. But Irv told me right from the beginning, I had been a caller on uh, his show with Woody Page, yep. and when we hooked up and we first started, of course, n- not knowing anything about broadcasting, you know, uh, uh, but I loved the format. I loved the, the kind of the way they did things. And back then, you know, there weren't a million sports talk shows in Denver like there are now. And, uh, he just told me, he said, you know, we have no rules here. We're trying to accomplish something. And, uh, he said, uh, you know, uh, the old saying, the old bromide, if you haven't got anything nice to say about anybody, then, uh, come sit right here next to me. That's kind of what he allowed me to do. And, uh, you know with that you know we just went down the road and we always had opinions and uh... you know another thing that uh... that we all know is that just because you have the right to be heard does not automatically include the right to be taken seriously and uh... many times <laughs> i'm sure i wasn't taken seriously but i i i had a good time and it was due to Irv and uh, how he allowed me to conduct myself and uh... he was of course the real expert I got to be the guy who pretended like I knew it all. We are ta- and it just, just kind of worked.
0: We are talking with uh, Joe Williams. He used to do the show with all of our friend, uh, Irv Brown. We are celebrating his 86th birthday today. And it's funny because it was always the Irv and Joe show, and it was always Irv, right? But but I look at your show this way, and I mean this is the highest of compliments. You guys were Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band. Bruce Springsteen was the front man. That was Irv. But Joe, the East Street Band, they are in the Hall of Fame all by themselves. So you, it wasn't just the Irv show and, well, Joe's a part of it. It was the Irv and Joe show and you each brought something huge to the party. With that, there's so many great stories about Irv. But one that I heard a long time ago, and you, you can fill me in if you want to, meaning, you know, color it in. It has to do with Ralph Sampson. And Ralph Sampson... Uh, was playing basketball, I think, for the Houston Rockets at the time. And for those that don't know, Irv was a referee in college basketball for a very long time. Irv was doing the show. Was he doing it with you at the time when Ralph Sampson joined your show or joined Irv's show?
1: Now, the first time that we had a run-in with Ralph Sampson, I say a run-in, it wasn't really a run-in, but I think he was at Virginia.
0: No, no, this is when he was with the Rockets. So Irv... Well, doing, go ahead
1: and tell the story, and then okay. I'll tell you what I know about
0: it. Irv was doing play-by-play was doing play, by play for the game, but he also had his radio sports talk show. I don't know if he was with you. And from what I understand, Ralph Sim, Sampson was a real prickly guy. He did not like to give interviews No, that's true. Yeah, no, I, can, I can attest
1: to that, yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so with that, Irv said to Ralph, hey, I got a radio show. Can you join us? And Ralph Sampson said, no, I don't want to. And Irv said... You remember that time in the Virginia game? And at that moment, Samson said, where are the headsets?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know I that do, story? I, yeah, I, fill yeah, fill in the blank that from that there. Uh, there was another time when, when we had him on, and uh, we asked him a question, and he gave us a one-word answer, <laughs> and we said, nice talking to you, Ralph. And that wow. was that.
0: wow. Well, but, Irv knew uh, Irv knew everybody from Ralph oh, yeah, Sampson it, it, to kicking Al McGuire out of a game to Bobby Knight to John Thompson. He would honestly, there, being an athlete is one thing, Joe. Honestly, but when you look at the life that he lived, if we were all successful in just one of these areas, we'd we'd feel we had a successful life. But he was,
1: absolutely, he, you know. There, and I know we don't have enough time. There are so many stories, but the most fun that I ever had. Uh, being with Irv, is when we'd go to the uh, NCAA uh, Final Fours, uh, because it's like a big coaches' convention. And, of course, all of these coaches, every one of John Thompson, Digger Phelps, Bob Knight, all of them, of course, knew Irv. Of course. Knew of Irv, knew about Irv, Jim Beheim, They respected Irv. Beheim used to say, you know, if we were at home and I saw Irv, I knew we were in trouble. <laughs> if we were on the road and I saw Irv, I knew we had a chance. Right. And uh, because that's how Irv was. And uh, he he didn't play favorites. He didn't let the crowds influence him. Right. And uh, the coaches were, uh, they, and they all, guys, they all had stories about how Irv, of course, always, they always tell how Irv screwed him. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's all they ever talked about. And right. they could recite a chapter and verse, but yet we'd always end up going out to dinner with them right. and having drinks. And, I mean, it was great. I mean, it was so much fun. One time, uh, do we have a minute here?
0: We do, but yes. I want to ask you about the Irv Brown Champion Center as okay, well. Okay,
1: well, we can do that. You want to do that sort of the story?
0: Actually, I, I, it's not that I don't want to hear the story, but what, right, ever, what, what Mark, Mark McIntosh Center. and his group have put together with this Irv Brown Champion yeah, Center right. is Incredible. nothing short of hmm. remarkable.
1: Yeah, and Mark McIntosh, I'm glad you mentioned his name because Mark's at the forefront. And he's leading the way here. It's the Champion Center at Arvada, uh, the Sports Leadership Academy, and uh, they established it basically for kids to learn about the business of sports management, how to get into it, uh, and uh, mainly about the, just the business of uh, winning the game of life. And uh, they partnered up with uh, Metro State, CU, and CSU. Uh, you get your certificates. They accept the academy's graduates and uh, provide uh, the students uh, with a uh, you know with a with a step forward, with a way forward. And it's all good because it benefits the kids. That's exactly it's a great honor for Irv. Mark McIntosh and his group has they've made this come true and they deserve all the credit for it. Irv uh, would be very honored to know yes. about this. He did not he did not necessarily like to accept uh, you know, uh public recognition. You know, he kinda shied away from that. But I guarantee you he would be proud of this and uh Uh, Thanks to uh, to Mark and uh, to his group for putting this together. And to get the information, guys, uh, it's IrvBrownCC.org. That's Irv Brown. See, if you go to that website, it will provide you everything that you need to know. If you've got a kid or something in high school, he's wanting to know, he's wanting to kind of get started in the business, uh, they can uh, turn, help you turn that page. org.
0: I got to tell you something, Joe. Uh, Mac and I were radio partners for years.
1: I and, know. And, yeah. and, and
0: finally he did something good with his life. Cause once he got rid of me, he finally did some good things. <laughs> Both of you done great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, my man, thank you so Thanks, much for Joe. your time. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. How well did you know Irv? I mean, I wouldn't say I was
2: close with him, but the thing is Irv, even if you only talk with him from time to time, right. had a way of making you feel like he'd known you for 20 years. You know, what? that, was,
0: that, that, that was Irv's gift. I'm going to take it a step further. There are certain people in life that have a gift to make you feel like you are the only person in the room that you are important. And that's the way Irv was. He always had a smile on his face, even when he wasn't feeling well, specifically later on in his life. He always had a pep in his step, but he always made you feel special. And it's a real gift that not a lot of people have. And for anybody who is able to get to know Irv brown you know exactly what i'm talking about he touched everyone who he came in yep. contact with and i am blessed to have known him
2: yeah and just to just to have a chance to talk with him from time to time over yeah. the years and i can also say this when i first came out to denver in 2 um and i'd be working and i was you know working on the broncos website just starting to try to figure out denver as a market and what made this place tick from a sports perspective Listening to Irvin Joe is what really kind of got me educated on what mattered and what was important to the sports fans in this town.
0: I know we need to hit a break. I just wanted to say this one little, and I probably shouldn't even say this on air. I should probably tell you this off air, but if it's full disclosure here. When I first heard their show, first heard it, because mm-hmm. I moved here in 2004, the first thing I thought was, what is this? What kind of a show is this guy's talking about? High school coaches, they're all over the place. But they were like a fine wine that the more that you listen to them, the more you wanted to listen to them. And they were like a couple of your buddies just talking. And that is the gift of a great radio show as well. It just doesn't have to be entertaining and laughing Mm -hmm. all the time. It just doesn't have to be a show where it's, you know, just information. When I first heard the show, I'm like, what is this? Yeah but I started listening more and I loved it. What do we have coming up next? And what we have coming up next is Roger Goodell made a big, big announcement today. And I think the most shocked person on planet Earth by this announcement was you, Andrew. I wasn't shocked. Yes, you were.